All right. Blog Talk Radio. Finally, play the game. And he's going to go over 100 for the 13th consecutive game. Congratulations, Nick Is that a challenge? Miller, the shotgun, gets free on the air. Braxton Miller's loose. Spin move. Miller headed for the end zone. Well played, sir. You're the real MVP. Let's do it. <laughs> Man, that never, ever gets old. You're the real MVP. I've changed Welcome my favorite. The another... part is my favorite. <laughs> Welcome back to the morning after. It's February 17th. I hope everybody out there had a fantastic Valentine's Day and you didn't spend too much money on the candy and the jewelry and all the other good stuff. I am JQ, the Ohio State Faction of this program, and with me as always, my homeboy, my partner in crime, Georgia Bulldog himself, Mr. Dylan Short. What's going on, bro? Spent way too much on the Valentine's dinner. Took us an hour past our <laughs> reservation at Elevation Chop House. Uh, made a dumb move. Went to try duck, but I tried it on the $55 meal just for myself, and that was not a good move. That was a rookie mistake, and I apologize. But then we went and saw <laughs> Daredevil, so I made up for it. Or not Daredevil, oh, okay, Deadpool. Nice. I'm yeah, sorry. I was going to say Daredevil. Daredevil, so why would you waste your money on that? Uh, was was Deadpool good? Deadpool. I heard it was. Oh, it was fantastic. I would go see it again. I want to go oh, see it I've... probably three, four more times. Hey, well, you can't get a much better endorsement than that. That's uh, That sounds pretty good. So let's, uh, Especially because I hate let's get this things. thing over. Well, yeah, they destroy a lot of the, of, of the comic book uh, movies. I mean, you know, like you said, when you said Daredevil, I was like, oh, wow. What, you, were you trying to torture yourself? Did you watch a lecture after that? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's just say, hey, Affleck wasn't good enough to play Batman. Went to play Daredevil. Let's let him be Batman. Yeah, but you know, actually, I've heard it wasn't too bad in uh, in Batman versus Superman here. So I, you know, only I people I've heard that from are people that don't know Batman. I have heard he was awful. Oh well, well, I'm afraid I'm, I'm going to refrain judgment on him until until I see it. Um, but yeah, it's hard to do Batman because generally people overdo the voice trying to be. Too ridiculous with it. I, you know, I'm looking at you, Christian Bale. Uh, so I thought he was we'll, awesome. We'll see. We're gonna have a bone to pick there, my friend. <laughs> no, he was he he was doing too much with the, the voice. He was doing too much with when he was Batman. I'm me. still gonna have but, to disagree with you there, my friend. <laughs> oh, well, okay, you know we can we can agree to disagree. We can't always agree. That doesn't make for good uh for a good podcast if we agree all the time. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, roll into this. One of these days, we may just do a. You know, a comic turn, you know, movie only podcast and, and get into it. Um, I'm gonna throw a podcast so, you know, that on my own. <laughs> I'm sure Bring you on, we'll argue about that for 40 minutes. <laughs> you know, we're getting a little light because uh, we don't really have any football games to discuss. But of course, you know, the NFL is omnipresent in our life. And I was uh, on Bleacher Report the other day, and I was unaware of the um, the lawsuit against Payman way back in the day, the allegations in 97, because, of course, this is just as the Internet is getting going. We don't have Twitter. We don't really have social media, Facebook, and all that good stuff. But as I was reading some of the details about it, and admittedly it was from um, the trainer's point of view from her lawsuit, just trying to decipher it, 
I, I, I got to throw it to you. I'm I'm shocked that it's not getting more play. That nobody has run up on Peyton Manning asking him for clarification. Nobody's asked Archie. Nobody's gone back and re-interviewed anybody that was in in those uh, in those affidavits. I, I mean, I'm shocked. Are you not shocked at this? Or what are your thoughts on on, on this Peyton Manning story that's come out over the past week or so? I've been looking into it a little bit more, and there is a few problems with it. The reason why it's not getting the airtime it's getting, uh, the timing of when it came out, like literally as soon as people started ripping on Cam for the fumble, like not 12 hours after that. Uh, the reporter itself who reported it is, uh, this is going to be where we're getting a little sketchy area. I don't like bringing our show into this, but he's been one of those that uh, he's kind of joined that movement of if you trash a black athlete, I trash a white athlete. And it's a shame okay. and it's invading everything and I'm getting tired of it invading everything. Like can can sports be the one thing that is sacrosanct? Can we put that one just one thing, please? To where I don't have to bring that in. Just one one thing, please. Just leave my well, sport alone. Go go to everything else. But if it's true, mm-hmm. then it definitely throws Peyton into a whole other light. The problem is the timing of it and the times that we're in no one's going to really know. And coming up a decade and a half later and waiting right until he's retiring, it makes it kind of an odd thing. Now, with the center from Tennessee that just got busted, I don't know if you heard about that. I did. Uh, just got busted. Yeah, and that was – correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't he that one they made that whole big deal about the bullying thing out with? You know, the I'm one not who, sure. Uh, I didn't – I didn't – I saw the name was I saw familiar. the I read yeah, I, I didn't dive too into the details. Crowder. Um, yeah, the name didn't ring a bell for me, but I saw what he did. I was just like, you know, but you got a, a problem on a whole other level if, you know, if the kids is what gets you off as a grown man. I mean, I I, I don't know what to tell you. Um, no, you might as well just, but, somebody just go ahead and off you. I mean, that's – be frank. I mean, there's, there's nothing up <laughs> yeah. for you. And, and if it doesn't happen on the outside, it's going to happen on the inside because, you know, we all know exactly. they have their own – uh, code of rules in the middle, and that's probably ethic. on the bottom. Exactly, and that's on the bottom on the bottom rung. Um, but to a couple of the points you made, I think a lot of it is that it was a pattern of abuse by Tennessee is the reason why you know it's included in that Title IX lawsuit with some more uh, recent uh, and troubling news that's happened there on the campus. But I don't think you can get away from the black white thing, and here's why: in in the time that you know during the Super Bowl, we talked about Cam. And, you know, they're still talking about the stolen laptop and, you know, having, well, him having to go to Bling Junior College and all these stories, which I understand you got two weeks between the Super Bowl. That, that stuff is going to come out. But, you know, you feel like if Peyton was, were black and this was out there to be investigated, I, you feel like that would have been way more of a story during those two weeks because if he can't get away from a stolen laptop, you know, 10, 12 years, you know, how many years ago was that now? Uh, I forget the years on that. Uh, you know, a decade ago or not even that long ago. Eight. If he can't get away eight years eight. ago, if he can't get away from that at this point, we're just talking about a laptop. But you know, we we don't ever even discuss this with Peyton. He's endorsing everything, and you know, he didn't. You know, from what I read, he said he mooned somebody, and then the guy came back and said, "Well, he didn't moon me." You know, where he basically, you know, put his balls on the lady's face, and you know, and then him and uh, Archie kind of ripped her a little bit in the book after they had already signed, you know, the non-confidential agreement. If I think the the, the problem comes that people feel like if it was a black athlete that had done that that he would never get away from it. Um, and, and outside of, you know, athletics, if you remember Hannibal Burris got up and talked about Bill Cosby being a rapist, and the next day people just dug into everything that he had done 
all of his life, and, and that has never gone away from that day forward. So you kind of get that feeling of how is it that he's still just skating and nobody's even asking him for, you know, for an explanation. Like when HGH came out, they went to him right away. And when he was in practice, remember that Sunday morning, he had that conversation, I believe, with like Ed Water that came out. Oh, uh, yeah. NFL countdown, and it came out right away to address it. But now this comes out, and it's like, you know, it's, it just feels like the tribe is being swept under the rug where it wouldn't have happened for somebody else. And I, and I think that's where you get the disconnect between people, between the, the black and white issue. My problem with that is I think it wouldn't have mattered if Peyton Manning was black or white. I think it's just in the differences in the personalities. When you bring up the Cam Newton and the laptop thing, a lot of what you're hearing on that was at first, before the Super Bowl happened, they were talking about that as a turning point about how Cam has matured since then. And then, of course, after the whole escapade, by the way, I don't really fault him for all that much. I'm not as hung up on that. I don't really, you know, I think it's dumb to interview the losing quarterback. What are you going to get out of him to begin with? But uh, I think it's kind of different situations. Because when you think about it, do you remember when uh, Steve McNair got busted yeah. with his uh, with his mistress? His concubine? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that blew up for about a week and a half, two weeks. And then people would bring it up when they talked about him, but it didn't get the airplay that Cam gets for the laptop. The difference was Steve McNair was looked at as a as a different person. And I, I think that's the thing with Peyton, is he's already got this kind of good image. Uh, I think if he was that way, no matter what color he is, that's kind of the way. And because he holds pretty much every record, I think that's one reason why he's getting a pass on it. I mean, nobody talks about Michael Jordan with gambling, which, by the way, Probably the real reason he retired. Just saying. It is. Uh, nobody really talks about that when you talk about Michael. They'll kind of bring it up and then it's hush hush and done. So I think it has to do with the personality. And it's a shame because there are some people that are going to hold that against Cam simply because he's black, and those people are stupid. Just like there's going to be yeah. people that don't like Tom Brady or Peyton because he's white, so they will agree to go with whatever bad thing is said. And it's stupid, and it's, you know, it's one of my, like I said earlier, like, can we please just leave that out of sports? Like, go ahead and get into it in politics, get into it in music, get into it in clothes, just leave it out of sports, please. I don't want to deal with that. I mean, that's, that's yeah, the one I, place where, that's my sanctuary. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'm going to get away from it, though. And uh, I know, but I will campaign point, for I think, it. Yeah, I think to the Sydney there thing, I think if he had a diet, I think he still would have had to answer for that question. Like, if he had been caught with her and she shot herself and shot him, but he lived or something where he's still here today, I think, I think that would still follow him around. Even though he was a good dude, I really do think that would still follow him around because that's so sensational. But then it involves another person that a fair point. You know, had a tragedy or a peak to, to it. And with Michael Jordan, gambling, you know, people feel like, you know, that is a victimless crime. You know, if you want to gamble all your money away, as long as you aren't stealing from other people to feed your habit – they aren't going to really brush your balls too much because, you know, we feel like if you want to, if you want to spend Unless your money, you want to get. Yeah, well, but he, he involved other people because he was betting on his team as the manager. So he brought other things. That's on the win. Yeah, I, I agree. He's better on the win, but when, you, when you're the manager and you bring the team into it, you're giving yourself a lose-lose situation. I think he should be in, but, you know, I don't think he's going to be in until, you know, until he dies. I think that's just what they're going to do. But when uh, the is, is that, you know, he has, has an actual victim. Uh, in this, and I think that's part of, of where people are like, okay, you know, this isn't a victimless crime. And if he comes through and, and, and answers to it, and they look into it, and it was like, well, yes, he said, she said, we don't have anything else to do with it, and they let it go. I think people would be okay with that, but it's almost to the point where they, you know, 
nobody's even asking the questions to him or his dad um, or to the to the I'll agree with you or to the people involved. I think that's really what it is. Uh, if people got a chance I think to hear, it does need to be looked into. Yeah. And if it got looked into and there's nothing else to be had, but people feel like you, uh, the media had done their due diligence on it and then let it go, I don't think you would have this backlash. But I think, you know, as long as he's still walking around, nobody's asking any questions about it or to her or to anybody that was named in it, I think you're going to have that perception, right or wrong, that, you know, so he can just do what he wants, you know, and nobody's going to look into it because he's paying man. I agree. I mean, it's it's one of those things where it's something you really just don't want to see it happen on the end of a career. I mean, mm. it happened, and it seems to always follow these type of athletes at the end of their career. It happened to Brett Favre, too, if anybody's forgetting about that uh, sideline reporter. Oh, no. was so happy to leak the photo, oh, yeah. like, the day oh, yeah, after he retired. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, yeah. it's just the, like, if you, if you have that stuff, why are you sitting on it? Like, just... Put it out True. when it's out. You know? Yeah, like, no, I, I agree I, with that it's one. It's just that whole thing. I can't stand that. Yeah, she was trying to. She was, I mean, but, you know, she was one of those Florida State cowgirls out there with the hat on and bra on and, you know, the double D's throwing coming out of it. She's clearly just trying to get out there, right? So, I mean, exactly. it hurts the different situation. She used that strictly for publicity stunt. But I still like Brett Favre because you can't send her a picture of your date, dude. I mean, what are you doing? That's true, too. <laughs> I mean, you're a grown man. you got to be smarter than that. <laughs> a grown married man. You know, if you want to take a picture of TikTok, you can probably thank Brett Favre for Snapchat. (laughs) Right. It's like, what are you doing, dude? You can't can't do that. Uh, So don't don't, you got to know not to put yourself in that situation. All right. No, not serious talk about that, but I I think it's still important for us to address for our listeners, you know, because I think people have been talking about it and and probably not getting what they thought they were going to get from the media. Um, Making me feel like TMZ over here. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, okay, we're going to let it go and go to something much more entertaining. Uh, and that Thank is the you. NBA All-Star Saturday night. That was one of that the dunk. best Saturday nights I've seen in a long time, if not ever. Maybe probably since 88, uh, just from beginning to end. And, I, I, again, I'll throw it to you and I'll uh, put my two cents in on the end. Um, just, you know, give me uh, your, your reflections and, and, and your thoughts on, on what you saw. First things, I don't care about. I don't care about the celebrity game. I really don't. Usually, yeah, I don't really care about the three-point contest. I think it's kind of cool when you see him shoot. I mean, pretty much most people should have expected it to be Clay Thompson and Steph Curry. Uh, it was a good showing by Devin Booker. I thought. Absolutely. I mean, it was one of the best three-point shootouts you'll see, where three people had to have a shootout for getting the incredible. Um, mm-hmm. I hate the All-Star game. There's no defense. Um, Kobe's last game, I guess that was cool, but. The highlight of the night was the dunk contest. I mean, mm-hmm. Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine going at it, and not only going at it, but having three overtimes. I mean, that was, no lie, that was the best dunk off. That was better than Jordan and Dominique, simply because the dunks they were doing were, one, off the top, never practiced, and two, much harder dunks. I mean, when you see, did you see how high Aaron Gordon got? He would have taken bronze in the Olympics for the high jump. <laughs> yeah. Which, I'm not yeah, lying. I mean, like, yeah. Stat-wise, like, yeah. he would have taken bronze, and he lost. Yeah. Because and, and Levine, that's so for that. No, Levine yeah. did have threw the legs from the free throw line. Yeah, I, you know, my thing is this. At that point where they're tied, I feel like you should just give them, let them split it. Because, again, you're coming into a dunk contest thinking, I need 
three or four ducks, right? For all the rounds, I need three or yeah, four ducks. Maybe. When you're asking them to go to their, yeah, when you ask them to go to their fifth, sixth, seventh duck, I mean, and then toward it, I, I just, I, I, I disagree with that piece of it. But again, I, I think you're right in the fact that if you took out the name power of Dominique and MJ in that 88 dunk contest, not, not that it wasn't a fantastic dunk, but I think it gets so revered because it's Michael Jordan and Dominique Wilkins. Exactly. And then you're talking about Levine and Gordon who haven't reached, reached that star status yet. But for the, the technical complexity of the dunks they were doing, I mean, the first dunk that Levine did where he came underneath the backboard and put it around his ben back Carter. and then dunked it. Yeah, I mean, that was sick, and, you know, people have almost forgotten about that one because he took off from the free throw well, line and went through the legs and windmilled. And you're talking about Vince's Gordon. was still the best yeah. dunk show, but it was just Vince yes. versus himself. This one was just well, two people who could. And can we can we rewrite that rule yeah. now and just have Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon in the dunk contest for the next five years? That, yeah, that's I all mean, I want. Yeah. Don't think about it. I don't care who else so much pressure on them. It's going to be so much pressure on them to live up to that. Like, we want to see it again. But can they – is it possible for them to get to the same level next year, uh, what they did this year? Because, I mean, they raised the bar so high to bring them both back. If they don't both make it to the finals and give us something close to that, you know, double overtime, like you said, then we're going to be a little disappointed. And I don't want to put that pressure on them because even if they do really good dunks, I mean, you just talked about it. He went out for the free throw line three times, one time through the lane, the other time is a windmill. I mean, you got Gordon taking the ball – off of the, the mascot who's twirling on the hoverboard and timing it perfectly and also doing a 360 himself and ducking. I mean, and then did a knee. To, yeah. Clutch yeah. from the top yeah, all the way through the legs and back. Absolutely. That was just unbelievable. Just By was, the way, Will the Thrill know. is no longer yeah. Will the Thrill. Will the Thrill does not deserve his name anymore. <laughs> Charles Barkley was right about that. He needs to give that nickname. By the way, that actually, I might change my mind. That was one of the best highlights of the night was Kevin Hart going back and forth, forth but back and forth with him on the commentaries. I was I was laughing my balls off. Yeah, I mean, the only thing about it was that, you know, we're starting to oversaturate Kevin Hart and Drake just a little bit. Don't you think, like, it was like, okay, we get it. They like NBA. They can shoot. Everybody knows them. They're funny. He he makes good songs. Like, I know it's in Toronto, but I don't need to see Drake on everything. But did you, I'm going to ask you, did you see the recap they did of Drake and uh, Reggie Miller's ping pong game? Yeah. Like, they had an epic ping pong game, though. That was actually pretty good. I, I mean, that I didn't watch it when it happened. But, I mean, I'm, I agree with you with Drake. Him. Kevin Hart, though, I think Kevin Hart is perfect for that event. I think his ability to just ad-lib and – him and Barkley going at it, or him and Reggie, or him and Kenny. I would love to see him actually on. I would love them to add him onto the crew. To tell you the truth, I think he just fits in that perfectly. <laughs> yeah, but they. they I like it better than most of his money. movies. To tell you the truth. <laughs> yeah, they can't pay him enough money though, <laughs> because he's gonna have to take time off to go shoot a movie or do a stand up. I'm like, okay, yeah, well, <laughs> we we'll catch you. We we'll catch you next All Star weekend. Um, but, you know, I'm one of those people that do love the three-point shootout as well because uh, I remember in that 88, the same one, is when uh, Larry Bird came out and kept his warm-up on and went into the locker room and said, yeah, who's coming in second? And promptly went out and won the thing. <laughs> uh, but it's only good, though, when you get the best shooters in it, right? So when you have the splash brothers in it, I think that is what legitimized it this year. Sometimes you get dudes out there like Paul Pierce in the three-point contest. You're like, why the hell is Paul Pierce in the three-point contest? He's maybe exactly. an in-game three-point shooter, but he's not a marksman, you know. So – Go back to those days where, you know, Craig Hodges used to shoot 28. Like, I'm, I'm talking about like those Kyle days. Corver. So, they put yeah, Kyle Corver yeah. in it a year ago. I was like, you're going to let him get a running start for every shot? 
<laughs> right. These aren't just knocked down. Well, I can understand to a point because he was shooting like 50% at that point. So you kind of not when he's standing in. still. Yeah, but Paul Pierce standing still running on the treadmill was never close to 50% <laughs> at any point in any season <laughs> at the three-point line. So when he was in, I was like, okay, you know, this is coming off the rails a little bit. Um, and there was one other piece I, I wanted to talk about that uh, I really enjoyed was the skill competition where they changed it up and made it, you know, the big man versus the little man. And you just see the joy of all the bigs jump off the bench for Carl Anthony Towns, beat uh, Isaiah Thomas. I mean, just from, from beginning to end on that Saturday night, I think they just knocked it out the park. They couldn't have asked for a better all-star Saturday night, I don't believe. By the way, how freaking insane is Carl Anthony Towns? Yeah. Seven-footer who can dribble the ball, who can pass the ball, who can knock down a three, who can swat two and a half a game, who can rebound, who can get you 25 and 10 a night as a rookie. I mean, come on. Yeah, if he wasn't, you know, buried in the snow in Minnesota, I think he would get so much more attention. Um, and they say nowadays you don't necessarily need to be in a big market. I don't. Th- I disagree with that. I, I think you know, for everything that you just said, and Jabari uh, Parker? what he's doing. Giannis yeah, for everything that you just said. Yeah, they just are buried in, you know, in the great north, in the snow, and on, and on bad teams. Um, and that's the only thing about the NBA, and we have to talk about that another day, is that they may have to go to some kind of franchise tag because I don't know if Minnesota can keep cars in the town, even though he can get another year uh, off of them because they hold his bird rights. I don't know if they can keep him because he's going to, you know, unless, you know, no, he's gonna be in yeah, he's going to go somewhere. And unless um, Wiggins stays there. And they grow together. I can't see them, you know. They have to have, like, an Oklahoma City uprising, right, where Durant and Westbrook yeah. came in together a little bit and grew and became stars together and wanted to stay together. And that's going to be They could do it. Game. The East sucks. The East sucks. Yeah. You give them two. Well, I don't know, though. It's going to have to be somebody's going to have to leave that West. You're going to have to see and that's gonna have to Durant happen. or Westbrook leave so that another team can jump up because – Teams two through eight in the West are all basically going to be able to beat each other. Yes, and I, and I think you're going to have that. It, you always have that piece where one West, one conference gets so good that when other free agents come up, they go to the other conference and it bounces out or it swings the other way. So, I, you know, I, I don't get too caught up in that. It, there was a time where the East was really dominant as well, and you had this mm-hmm. thing where stars went West because it was easier to make the playoffs and, and get on a good team there uh, so and make a more uprising. Exactly, exactly. So I think you're going to, you know, it's just the natural inclination of things. It's going to swing both ways. I think it'll even out uh, at some point. And in the East, all you really got to go through is LeBron. I I think he's starting to decline anyway. Uh, So it's not as arduous as going through a reload of San Antonio and then that Golden State team that just shows (laughs) no sign of slowing down. Um, But, again, I give kudos to the the NBA for the All-Star weekend. But I wanted to ask you one quick thing because you didn't watch the – uh, the All-Star game. Did you see the so-called scorpion dunk by the dude during the break uh, that came I and jumped over that. his friend? That was sick. They were trying to find a way to get that guy. Yeah. Because I've seen some of his um, his mixtapes, so to speak, where he just does some <laughs> ridiculous dunks. They might have to try to find a way to work him into it where he goes against the winner or they just give him, like, an exemption. Like, remember that year that Craig Hodges wasn't in the league, but he they allowed him to, to go in the three-point contest? And he came in like just like an NBA uniform and jacket on because I think he was a free agent at the time, but he was defending the champ. So they allowed him to come back. They're going to have to do something to bring him in, I think, because if he can do that in jeans, 
you know, after a beer and, and James sitting watching the game, I mean, imagine what he can do when he's lathered up. So that's just my two cents about him. Um, but I thought that was pretty amazing. Uh, let, let's stay with the NBA. Um, uh, the trade deadline is here. It's Thursday, and we've already had one deal with uh, Tobias Harris going to uh, Detroit for Brandon Jennings and Arizona. I think that's how you say his name. Good trade um, for both teams, I, by the way. Yes, I, I agree. I think Orlando has some uh, some backup at that at that forward position, and they uh, and they get a little bit out of the logjam. And I think that's a good uh, contract for Detroit to try to make some moves to you know because they're, they're one of those teams that has to show it to their fans, right? That we're trying to make a difference to make the playoffs. Like we talked about before, you'd be really good, you'd be really, really bad. But I think they're caught in that no-man's land. But I think Sam Van Gundy has to show them, you know, to keep his job as coach and president that, hey, our general manager, rather, that, you know, we're making moves. And we, we, they, need, they need that playoff first, you know, to, to show that they're moving forward. So I think that's a good move for them. Um, but outside of anything other than that, I don't, you know, and I'll throw it to you here, I don't think there's anything, you know, Dwight Howard's not going to move the needle for anybody. Unless you trade and get Kevin Durant or Blake Griffin, I don't think it matters for that top four, right? You know, you got Golden State, San Antonio, Oklahoma City, and the Cavs. Uh, unless another team swings a monster trade for a star or two, I don't think it's going to really matter to break into that top four of teams that actually have a chance of winning the title. There isn't anybody on the trade block that's going to move that. I mean, that whole scenario that they're running for Durant leaving, I've seen scenarios for him to go to Golden State now. Uh, it's not yep. going to happen. If, if Durant goes anywhere, he's going to end up in Washington next year, but it's not going to happen. He loves being in Oklahoma City. Him and Westbrook, him and Westbrook both are going to stay right there. People are discounting the ego. And for as much of a nice guy as Durant's been, except for the last year where he's kind of cultivated the heel image, Yeah, he's got he's a, like, he, he is a fiery, <laughs> fiery competitor. He does not want anybody saying he ran from Golden State. Westbrook is the mm-hmm. same way. Sometimes to mm-hmm. a detriment. Uh, really, there's not many moves to make. DeMarcus Cousins isn't going anywhere. Blake Griffin's not going anywhere. Dwight Howard, he'll go somewhere. I don't know where. I don't really know who's going to have anything that the Rockets want. Um, right. There's talk about Miami. Jones. Miami, but they don't really yeah. have, unless they're going to give him Justice Winslow. I mean, who does Miami have oh. that? Whiteside, because they're both centers going Ooh, to be on the right. firing deal. So it's kind of a you can't oh, I'd rather keep Whiteside by this point. He's, 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 cra- he's crazy. Agreed. Yeah, he's he crazy, but so is Dwight Howard. Yeah. Agreed. So, and I mean, he has a chance to develop all of the game. Now I'm going to specialize this for a second to our Hawks because Go for they're the Dumb Dumb Award. <laughs> they've, got, they've got two options. Well, they've got three options. Um, trade Al Horford for anything you can get, uh-huh. sign him to a max deal, or let him walk for nothing. This is the Josh Smith scenario that happened three years ago. And apparently the Hawks' asking price for Horford and Teague has been listed as a godfather offer. Um, I, uh-huh. I don't know posturing because they don't want to trade anybody. But I, I don't understand it. I don't understand yeah. where they're getting this inflated sense of how much they're worth. I mean, Horford's not a number one option on any team. On most options, on most teams, he's a number three option. And somebody's only renting him for half a season. Jeff Teague's the same thing. Teague is not a number one option. He's not a number two option. I mean, 
He's a good fit for a team that likes to move the ball around sometimes when he decides he wants to attack. But this Hawks team, honestly, I don't think they make it out of the first round. I don't think they're good enough to beat any team in a seven-game series, let alone Cleveland. I mean, there, there's no point to keeping it. At this point, if you could get a late first for Horford, I would do it. I mean, you, you have to get something, or you're going to run into the Josh Smith scenario where he walks and you don't get anything in return. And if you max him, I will personally throw the first torch to burn that stadium down. <laughs> well, the other piece of that is also is that he's also talked about it. <clears throat> You've been reading the tea leaves. He's talking about improving his brand and whatnot. I think he, he and this would be the first time he really has allowed himself to hit free agency. So I think that he's he's pretty much gone. Um, I would I would keep calling Boston and answering those calls, saying, hey, um, even in the week draft, uh, if you can get one of those the Nets pick and maybe you know Kelly Olynyk or, or or some other filler or Sullinger or something, I agree. You get him for instead of him walk out the door. For anything, you, you you've got to do it because you, you're not going to go anywhere. You might as well load up with, with with young talent on rookie contracts and get some picks. As far as Teague, I talked about it last time. If you can get Oladipo from Orlando, I would have made that. I would have made that trade as soon as they, Orlando offered that. Are we were on the phone like? Yes, now that's off Oladipo. The yeah, yes, uh, exactly. I would. I would say no. Fax me that right now. You have a deal. There, there's there's nothing else to talk about. We can trade them straight up or figure out how we make the salaries work. Uh, but Suns are the only agreed. I don't know. See, the only yeah. people that are safe on the Suns are uh, Tyson Chandler because nobody wants that giant contract, and Devin mm-hmm. Booker and Eric Bledsoe. Mm-hmm. Those are the only three players stay on the Suns. Markeith Morris is going to be going. And if I'm Atlanta, I would try to get Markeith Morris. I know he's cray cray, but yeah, I'll tell you, he's nuts. But he's outstanding. I mean, you could get his brother Marcus, who, by the way, would still be an upgrade of anything you've got at the three. They're both a little cray cray, but. This is basketball. They're all cray-cray. Every one of them. Yeah. Except yeah, for Stephen Curry and Clay Thompson because they're milk. So was so John yeah. Wall. You going to tell me you wouldn't say I, John Wall? I, I would, but I don't, he, I don't know some gang size of a fan that was heckling him. I don't know if I saw Wall do that. I saw Marquise Morris do that. Cause he has to be John Wall's been throwing gang signs up since Kentucky, man. Some of his best friends yeah. are bangers. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know, Marquise. Marquise, dude, Matt just, Barnes just, actively fights his wife, and people still keep getting him. Matt yeah, Barnes yeah, throws no, signs no, no. everywhere, and Matt Barnes Matt is Barnes garbage. Is yeah, but I've seen Matt Barnes fight. I've seen Marquise Morris, you know, choke his teammate out, try to choke his teammate out. I don't know if I've seen. John I would Wall think Archie Goodwin. If I can get Goodwin, yeah. If I'm getting somebody yeah. from the Suns, I want Archie Goodwin. He's a big six-five guard that can handle and drive to the rack, and his shot's starting to fall. Give me him every. Give me him all day. Better than playing Tim no, Hardaway. I, yeah, I, I I agree. I don't know what Atlanta's doing. They've allowed themselves now to sink into this into this mid zone. Um, but what's the what's back hard to for Atlanta. Atlanta? Yeah, but the thing about Atlanta though, and I think it's hard for them to do this, is the fact that here they're already behind the Falcons, they're already behind the Braves, and they're already behind Georgia football. If they go too far down the ladder, it's gonna be hard to get that stadium to fill back up. Here, especially with football getting ready to get back started, you know, in the next couple of months, if they trade everybody. And I think that's where their hesitation is, is that we're already the fourth best maybe game in town. If we do something not to the level of the Sixers, but when we start to slide, how do we get these people back and we just got a new ownership group? I think that's part of the problem of where, where they are is, you know, I don't know if we can sink that low and come back up. Can we get everybody back? Because we know we're already fighting for the viewership in Atlanta as it is, and we're already the fourth game in town. 
if they max out Horford, they're going to be behind Georgia Tech football and probably Georgia, <laughs> probably Georgia ladies gymnastics. Shut up. At this point, but the thing, <laughs> I would take that guy from the Sixers. Sixers, I would take Nerlens Noel. I would love Nerlens Noel. Sure, he can't score, but you know what he can do? Rebound. You know what else he can do? Block shots. I don't need another yeah. shooter on this team. I need somebody who can actually not let a six-nine power forward get fifteen rebounds on you. I need a team that can yeah. not lose the offensive rebounding battle twenty-five to two. That's what I need. Yeah. No, I I I, I get it. I'm just you know this devil's advocate. I don't over need here. a center shooting threes. <laughs> but that's part of that that offense though. So I mean, unless they change some of that or tweak it to accommodate uh, whoever they bring in. Yeah. What would you I, say I if you saw Tim Duncan fans. line up a three? You see Tim Duncan shooting threes in San Antonio? No. No, no I mean, if it you is, him banking a 14-footer. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, but Noel, it's nowhere near that type of game. But I hear what you're saying. No. They, they've got to do something. They've got to either – up. you know, I don't think they can upgrade. Let's just be honest. Because then we talked about it before. We've been talking about it since the summer. I don't, they don't want to come play here. Stars don't want to come play in Atlanta. No. And I don't you have know trade or why drop that them. is. And then you miss on the Chris Paul, you miss on the power broker. Yeah, that's the, that's the biggest miss is still haunting them. Because Chris Paul can recruit players to come play with him in Atlanta if they had a draft. Yeah. I believe and said you wanted anyway. Marvin. Yeah, that was that was always ignorant. Let's, let's, Shaggy let's, let's move on before you, uh, before you start throwing stuff, you know, kicking dollars. First of blood vessel. <laughs> So uh, let's 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 transition a little bit. Um, we have got about you know six minutes here before the blog talk lady tells us you know to to get out the phone line. Screw that lady. Um, <laughs> what's going on with my dude from New York? How do you get three PED test results like you don't know they're going to test you? You've already been hit twice. How do you let that happen again? I don't understand. Please help me with that, Dylan, because I don't know. Uh, did you hear his uh, rebuttal? I don't I want to take a retest I because I absolutely haven't taken anything. Oh, oh well, wow. Really? You might as well it's better than I thought. I know. thought he was going to claim the language barrier. I thought he was going to say I didn't understand. That's about as bad as a dog ate my homework. I mean, are you serious? Nobody <laughs> believes that. You've already failed twice, bro. You don't have any goodwill <laughs> with the people. You don't have any Not benefit just twice, the like twice in a row. Yeah. Like, and, he failed one, failed the next test, and then failed, like, Two tests later. I think mean, come on, yeah. man. I, mean, I, I don't thought, think he's going to be – I don't think it's going to last Go a ahead. whole lifetime, man. I think it'll be two years and they'll let him back. Um, it's like you know, the NFL should take a page out of that book. The NFL should take a page out of that book because yeah. when you ask the, the NFL why somebody gets four games for weed uh, and they don't do HGH testing – and NFL representatives will sit there and tell you that HGH doesn't make you bigger. And I'm just sitting here with the Kermit the Frog meme with that T up, and I guess I guess you don't know what HGH stands for. Yeah, right. Yeah. Somebody never showed That's, you Barry Bonds pictures. Right. That's just to keep the status quo of the balance that we all that people say they don't love, but they do. They love to see a wide receiver go over the middle and just get destroyed. I mean, you can say that you don't, but. It's part of that whole culture of bigger, faster, stronger, uh, and giving the people what they want. And you know, until we hold, until we hold our feet to the fire as fans, I think that's not, I don't think it's going to change. I I don't. But but dude, come on, man, you you can't you can't be serious with that. 
with, you know, oh, so I, I, I passed two. I threw them off the fence so I can go back to using. No, you can't. <laughs> no, you can't do that. Not man. only they that. on to you. Best part, busted with the same substance all three times. See, it, 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 that's just a lack of, of, of <laughs> not even common sense. That's just a lack of intelligence, period. Like, that guy can just throw a flamethrower, and that's all he has going in life because – it's, 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 oh, wow, I'm just not going to waste any more time on him. I, I don't think they should give me I think it should be more than two years. I really do. When you've done it that many times, that many times in a row, that's just flaunting the rules of, 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 of the team we're trying to implement and just stupidity. I don't think you should reward but him. He was that. already on the year long suspension. Yeah, I think he should be done. Yeah, you go ahead and go ahead and play the Caribbean League, bro. You're, you're, you're done. <laughs> you're um, done here, you know. It's like not uh, turning uh, a good light on my fellow baseball players. You know, people say that we're the dumbest athletes. It's kind of true, mostly because people in Cuba, once they find out they're good at baseball, they stop going to school in like the sixth grade. But I'm pretty sure Yankee yeah, we can't even read like of mice and men. Yeah. <laughs> so the thing you know what they should really do is you know give them a little Pulp Fiction is a. Uh, you know, your L.A. privileges have been revoked. You know, your your MLB <laughs> privileges have been revoked, bro. You can go play whatever league you want to play in that's not named the MLB uh, or any of its affiliates. But you, you're you're done here, and you have to, I think you have to, to send a message if you're going to be for real about this uh, drug policy because that's, that's just idiotic. Um, I wanted to ask you about one other thing. Uh, I think it happened about a week and a half ago. Uh, are you surprised that uh, Toronto didn't open more money up uh, for Josh Donaldson, I know they bought themselves some time with that two-year deal. Uh, and I'm wondering, are they starting to get a little smarter? Because the Cessna's deal, I think, is just three years. The Donaldson deal is two years. You know, I think they're going to have to pay that guy and give him a, a dumb contract or somebody else will. Uh, you think that's just to kind of tie them over so they can get more money? Or do you think the executives are trying to figure out that we can give guys more money, then let's just give them bigger money on a shorter deal so that we don't have this albatross around our neck like my Reds with the Joey Votto deal? It could be that they're getting smarter they're really smart, what they're going to do is let him monster mash another season and deal him off and get just an amazing load of prospects. And then he's going to go somewhere else for somebody who's going to think they're getting a 40 home run guy and he's going to hit 20. Because I've told you this before, Toronto's a launch pad. So mm-hmm. you got, you got to take numbers there with a grain of salt. You really got to dig into their splits and how many homers they're hitting in Toronto as opposed to on the road. I mean, do you remember when the Braves got Alex Gonzalez? He hit 27 Mm -hmm. homers when he was with Toronto. He hit a grand total of, like, 15 with the Braves through his entire Braves career. I mean, that's just – Melky Cabrera hit, like, 35 with Toronto. That's that's just the way they are. It's, it's, It's like playing in Colorado, only it's smaller than Colorado. Right. So, if, no, if I'm but, Toronto, I'm going to go. You can get anybody, power, bat, who can lift the ball, and you're, you can add probably 10 home runs to their season streak. I mean, it's the same as Jose Bautista. I'm still not sure just how good Jose Bautista really is because he sucked in Pittsburgh, and nobody else thought he was really any good. Then he surfaces in Toronto, and all of a sudden he's monster mashing. Uh, Edwin Encarnacion right. been very average everywhere but Toronto. I mean, it's it's really hard to look at these players from Toronto and really think how good they are. And it's conversely for the pitchers because you don't know which of their pitchers are actually good or be, they're just playing in a launch pad of a ballpark. I mean, it's like pitching at it's like pitching in Cincinnati. 
or pitching yeah, in I was gonna say. Texas. And that's mm-hmm. what makes you Darvish's Texas numbers that much more amazing. That's a launch pad. Yeah, absolutely. And it gets hot in that ball expands and it just takes off. And I was going to say that. I said that Carson didn't really bash for us. And he played in Cincinnati uh, before exploding. Mm-hmm. But Donaldson was, uh, I mean, of course, he's obviously going to play in Toronto. But he wasn't, you know, bad, I believe, in Oakland. So I, no, I, I'm, more, guy. I'm more, yeah, I, I'm more, uh, you know, to side on that side of it. I see him do it in Oakland, which is just a mammoth of a stadium. And not yeah. to those same level numbers, but he still put up good power stats given where he was playing. Uh, so but I, I, I hope they're getting smarter that I'll give you more money while I'll give you less years, uh, and then we can keep re, re, having this conversation. And like you said, if worse comes to worse, if somebody's going to give you eight years, I'll trade you to them and, and take their top three prospects anything, or create a top ten. Anything yeah. to keep the Yankees and the Red Sox out of the playoffs, I will snicker behind my hand. That's all I want. Hey, I man, just hey, don't want I just, I hate the I just gave you a high five. I just I gave you a high five from over here. I'm, I, I'm with I hate you. dogs. I gave you. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm with you. I'm a small market guy myself as well. So yeah, I'm with you. Like I said, I gave you an air high five for all of that you just said. Um, before they cut us off here, I, I you know, we, I wanted to get your thoughts on what you're looking forward to. Uh, if we can never get too far away from the NFL with the combat coming up, I was there was one thing that that stood out for me outside of one seeing how many of my Buckeyes go in the first round is that that Treadwell is hoping. To run a four five forty, but some people think he might mm-hmm. run a four six four seven forty, and I'm wondering if you think if he comes in at that four five five four six, you think he'll fall out of the first round? If he's four five five, he's going top fifteen picks. If he's a four okay. six, you can see him fall to the back half. Um, if he runs a four seven, he's going to fall into the second. But some team's going to be smart and scoop him up and get another Keenan Allen. I mean. They're going to seriously overvalue the speed stat and ignore the tape on Treadwell. And the tape on Treadwell just shows basically a Brandon Marshall clone. And I don't know why they get so wrapped up in numbers. It's the same reason Darius Hayward Bay found himself the number six pick in the draft. Same reason why that game got drafted fairly high. You know, it's just speed gets them drafted. But, you know, it's just not a smart thing. What I'm wanting to see from this combine is – this is going to sound bad because I'm going to kind of down an SEC player. I'm just ready for Alabama fans to shut up. All I've oh, heard yeah. all season is Reggie Ragland, Reggie Ragland. He needs to come to Atlanta. I had a guy arguing with me that Reggie Ragland is a great pass rusher, can cover tight ends, is a big thumper in the middle, and is going to be the second fastest linebacker. I'm like, well, dude, just sign me up for a 10-year contract because you obviously know more than everybody else. Like, <laughs> Ragland is not T.J. Mosley. Like, right. I had a guy who said they need to get a pass rushing linebacker who can cover tight ends. I was like, oh, so you're talking Leonard Floyd who might be available because Jalen Smith is probably gone. Miles Jack is gone. He's like, no, Floyd, Floyd's too small. Like, well, there is no other pass rushing backer. No, Reggie Ragland's like, you're an idiot. I'm done talking with you. And I, speaking yeah. of Floyd, I want to see what he comes and weighs in as. Um, He's going to be one of those project players. He's going to he's going to get drafted on his potential because he's got rare, rare athletic gifts and rare pass rushing skills. Um, he's going to have to add functional strength. Everybody's got him slotted as a three-four outside linebacker. I still, honestly, I think his best spot is as a four-three outside linebacker. That somebody rushes the way that Denver does with Von Miller. That's just the way I see it. I hope they don't miscast him, but it should be a fun combine. By the way, did you see that Akron Zips linebacker that ran a four four six forty? No, good lord. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, that's the way to get your name out there. That's 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 the way to get your name out there. Um, we got about a minute before they're going to cut us off, so I want to just thank everybody for also tuning in to us, download the podcast. You know, we're going to do this every Wednesday at six o'clock if we can. We're going to get more combine, uh, more basketball. We'll talk a little March Madness as we get here and some more MLB. Um, go ahead and close us out there, Dylan. As always, a pleasure talking sports with you, bro. And I'm sure we'll be in, in contact over text as these crazies plays out. Thank you. Covered it. Pitchers and catchers reporting Friday. Catch you next week, guys. Peace. Peace out. Talk to you later, bro.